0: Alright, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Sweat the Small Stuff podcast. You are tuning in to uh, Ethan and TJ uh, discussing sports on September 5th, 2020. How's it going,
1: TJ? Good, man. Nowadays, everybody want a pod. Like, they got something to say, but nothing comes out when they move their lips. It's just a bunch of gibberish. You know what I mean?
0: Yep, because they <laughs> thought about Sweat the Small Stuff.
1: Yeah, They forgot about it. Don't, <laughs> don't sleep on us. That's all I'm saying. Don't sleep on us.
0: Can't. Don't blink. Don't blink. All right. We are here in Portland, Oregon. We have uh, not recorded for a couple of weeks. It looked like uh, it was late August last time we did it. Life's been happening. But we wanted to make sure we check in with uh, you all before not too long to uh, discuss what's been happening. Uh, start out with the NFL as we do. We are obviously big NFL fans here. And... Uh, Hard Knocks has been continuing. We've been following the chronicles of the HBO docu-series on the L.A. Rams and L.A. Chargers training camps. Episodes 3 and 4 are here. Uh, we're talking about episode 4, and uh, that aired just a few days ago on Tuesday. We got a pretty crazy look behind the scenes of an NFL franchise as they were reacting to the news of the uh, death in wisconsin
1: jacob yeah jacob blake in kenosha
0: jacob blake in kenosha uh was killed trying to break up a fight it seemed and uh
1: yeah the story goes is he was breaking up a fight um the video shows him walking away from some police officers who are armed uh they're pulling on the back of his uh white tank top as he's entering a vehicle uh his children i guess were inside the vehicle. At which point, with one hand still on his shirt, uh, the officer fired seven rounds into his back.
0: So, episode four of Hard Knocks opens to Sean McVay, head coach of the Rams, sitting at his desk, looking at his phone, being informed of this news for the first time. Watching the video. Watching the video and just acting in absolute shock and horror at what he was seeing. And then... um, both coaches kind of trying to address their teams following that. And, um, you know, just uh, I think we saw the Chargers, Anthony Lynn, just talking to his players, being like, hey, we're not, we're not going out there. I don't care how long we have to sit in this locker room and talk, but we are going to talk about what's going on in the national media right now. And we saw um, teams all over the, the country sit out their scrimmages and practices and events that day, and kind of solidarity with the NBA,
1: and yeah, the, the first domino to fall being the Milwaukee Bucks not uh, showing up for their playoff game, and having that game be postponed, and from there it it snowballed. the The Lakers Trailblazers game was also postponed, um, and I believe the MLB also uh, postponed their games that were set for that day. Uh,
0: definitely something where you see that just different sports. Um, in the United States kind of like recognizing themselves as a community and being like, Hey, you guys are doing this. We're doing this with you in solidarity here on the NFL side of things. And even in the NBA with the Bucks, not realizing that they were going to be starting some league wide sit out. They thought that they were just doing that as an individual team with uh, the death happening in their home state of Wisconsin. Sometimes
1: that's, that's what it takes though. Um, Sometimes, you've got to be the person that's ready or the group that's ready to take a stand because if you don't, you know, if, if the bucks get on the court that day, then, you know, Jacob Blake, it's just another headline. And unfortunately with the way the 24 hour news media works here, another day, another person is, is killed unjustly. Um, But being able to do something like that gave everyone else perhaps uh, if not even the idea to, to step up and do something, then then also the courage.
0: Absolutely incredible. Otherwise, in the NFL, we had some roster changes uh, this week. Specifically, a couple of really big names left their teams. One joined another one. One is up in the air. Uh, I'm talking about two running backs, one a Hall of Famer Adrian Peterson the Hall of Fame running back, uh, most famous for his time with the Minnesota Vikings. He has been recently the last few years with the Washington football team, and uh, Washington has just cut him. They uh, had him taking reps all the way into camp. Adrian Peterson came out with a pretty classy response, saying that he was taking a lot of number one reps going deep into camp, but then the coaches came up and said, hey, we really want to give these younger guys looks and number one reps to see how they look. You know, Adrian Peterson, he's uh, 35, so that's pretty dang and elderly as far as uh, NFL running backs are concerned. So a little long said,
1: in the tooth, as they yeah, say.
0: He said he understood it, and then that pretty quickly transitioned to uh, the coaches coming up to him and saying, Ron Rivera, saying, "Hey, this always sucks, but you know we've decided to move in a different direction, and we're cutting you." So we'll see if another team picks up Adrian Peterson. He was very productive last year, and you got to think a team maybe like the Chiefs or somewhere else will take a stab at him.
1: Yeah, I see here that uh, Arrowhead Pride, which is a a Chiefs publication, has stated that uh, Vegas predicts that the Chiefs to be in play for Adrian Peterson, and uh, I, for some reason, just think it'd be really fitting if he ended up on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers team alongside Tom Brady uh Gronkowski and all the other old guys
0: and and who else and as long as you're gonna say that we oh, got Leonard Fournette
1: to who the just, other running back in the news last I, time I was I was talking like old guys Fournette he's he's still a young buck you know well, now now he's a young buck in yeah
0: um, what the buck you
1: know if yeah what
0: what talk, the buck we're gonna talk about uh you know Adrian Peterson joining that team we gotta draw, talk about the running back stable that's already there And uh, that was recently bolstered by Leonard Fournette. Last time we talked, Leonard Fournette was a running back for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And people across the the world, and even some in my household, I think, uh, were drafting Leonard Fournette when he was in their fantasy leagues, which are kicking off right about now. And people are drafting all over the place these days. Uh, Leonard Fournette was getting drafted as a number one running back by people because he was expected to be the number one running back in Jacksonville. That was completely turned on end. Now he is in Tampa Bay, and uh, you know we're assuming he's going to be getting a lot of reps down there, but they already had their running back stable, and uh, we're talking about Adrian Peterson going there. Well, I, that's just so many people.
1: <laughs> I was just, you know, as a joke, because it seems like uh, as soon as Tom Brady hit, and then it's followed by Gronkowski. And then everything else just seems to follow. Like, oh, all of these really great free agents are just going to end up with Tom Brady and propel him to another Super Bowl victory.
0: Yeah, but, um, yeah, Leonard Fournette, another running back that was a starter, was uh, cut by his team this week. But he was picked up very quickly by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, uh, yeah, he's with Tampa Brady, and uh, Ron Kasky down there.
1: So taking a look at the Tampa Brady, Bucca, Brady's, uh, Brady and uh, running back core right now, we've got uh, LaShawn McCoy, Ronald Jones, and Leonard Fournette Shady here. McCoy, Shady yeah. McCoy. Yeah.
0: That's another old Hall of Fame caliber running back. He has not had the endurance, I feel like, that Peterson has the last few years. But, uh, you know, let's not forget. Five year years ago or so, LaShawn McCoy was uh, a true number one running back.
1: Let's see here. And interestingly enough, just taking a look at quick headlines with uh, LaShawn McCoy, apparently he recently stated that uh, Tom Brady, who he's just joined, is the best quarterback he's ever played with. Uh, the next oh. would go Patrick Mahomes, and then Michael Vick, and then Donovan McNabb. so so what a career and what a list of uh of quarterbacks to to be able to rank
0: i know man yeah with uh the most controversial statement there being Brady better than
1: mahomes
0: (laughs) those are two just top all-time quarterbacks probably we're saying that now with mahomes after him being in the league as a starter only a couple of years but man they've been an amazing two to three years
1: I, I think if it keeps it up, this, this kid might just have a shot at being a, one of the better quarterbacks in, in the league.
0: <laughs> so brave to say yeah, that.
1: I, I, <laughs> you heard it here first.
0: Um, otherwise, in the NFL, Kirk Cousins. Uh, Kirk Cousins maybe a little uh,
1: bit of put, hot water here.
0: Putting himself out there with some controversial statements regarding how he views the novel virus COVID-19. Um. Kirk Cousins has said that he doesn't really care if he gets the coronavirus. And if I die, I die. But he obviously does not believe that he would die if he'd get it. He thinks that he just had mild symptoms. So he really doesn't care about getting it or not, Uh, which is just a bad take, Kirk. (laughs) That, what you heard there, was a clip from Ivan Drago in Rocky IV, uh, where that quote stems from initially some 30 years ago if I die if he, does, if he yeah. dies he dies he dies <laughs> but uh, um, yeah kind of a bad take by Kirk Cousins
1: very know? weird take and uh, like many people who are able to afford uh, public relations uh, and people who are probably required to have like a PR person after the backlash he immediately uh, stepped onto the scene so to speak to kind of Provide more context uh, specifically that the interview took place in July, but then didn't air for a couple of weeks. And he said, quote, what I was trying to say back then, admittedly, I probably wasn't as clear as I would have liked to have been. But I what I wanted to say then what I would echo again now. Oh, my goodness. Get to the point. while the virus does not give me a great amount of personal fear, there's still a great reason for me to engage in wearing a mask and social distancing and washing my hands as frequently as I can. I don't see how those two statements relate at all, but that's what he said, and apparently he is in fact afraid of dying and washes his hands.
0: Do you think he was before this just walking out of the bathroom just being like, I don't care, I didn't wash my hands, whatever happens, happens. High and five, bud. Shake my hand, yeah. Well, like, Come on, Kurt. Kurt, Kurt, I don't know. Uh, a few years ago, a, uh, was it a reporter? or No, his coach famously called Kurt Cousins. Kurt Cousins. And uh, I thought it was hilarious at the time, but you know, Cousins is giving me Kurt vibes right now. I want to take some respect off his name.
1: He's been a little curt with respect to his attitude and towards the coronavirus. You like that? No, no I don't.
0: Uh, otherwise, in the NFL, Cam Newton, Cameron Newton, he has officially been named Cameron
1: these, Newton.
0: He's uh, Newton's been officially named the starting quarterback for the New England Patriots and uh, captain by his teammates, which is nice. Uh, but it was basically the worst kept secret in the NFL. Uh, before Newton signed, they uh, their best quarterback was a complete unknown, Jared Stidham, who had just had some fairly poor preseason uh, games from two thousand and nineteen. And there was really no great option after Brady until they signed Cam Newton. And then everybody just kind of had a sigh of relief that they weren't going into the year under uh, with Stidham or Studham, as some custom jerseys have uh, called him, uh, without Stidham under center. So I think everybody knew this was going to happen. No one really expected there to be a competition going into camp between Brian Hoyer, Stidham and Newton. Everyone was just like, all right. It's, it's it, it was yeah.
1: going to be Newton. It was always going to be Newton.
0: Bill Belichick just likes to do this. But uh, now it's official. The, uh, the Cam Newton era in New England is here. So may his reign be much uh, less successful than Brady's, not because I don't want to root for Newton, but because I just need more diversity in our Super Bowl winners. I am so over the Patriots being there every other year. The end of Brady was supposed to be the promise that we were going to not have the Patriots in the Super Bowl anymore. And uh, I say a huge thanks for that. Bonnie.
1: Hey, she's tired of seeing Brady in the Super Bowl, too, and I can hear it in her voice.
0: <laughs> that's my uh, that's my dog, Bonnie, anybody, if this somehow makes it through cuts.
1: She's, she's indifferent towards Cameron Newton, but I think she's seen that Bill, Bill Belichick has had enough.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. And uh, – You know who else has had enough of their previous pay? Deshaun Watson. He just
1: signed a new contract. Four years. (laughs) He has had enough of not getting more money. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about excellent
0: transitions. Um, I nailed that one. Deshaun Watson, quarterback for the Houston Texans. He just signed a new contract. Total value of the deal. Is $177.54 million with nearly $111 million in guarantees. Guessing those guarantees are making the playoffs, maybe making some all pro teams or something of that nature.
1: Um, the way they throw the word guarantee around so cavalierly, it, it bothers me. It, it doesn't mean anything. Guaranteed should mean you get that money, but guaranteed, the way that they describe it, means like you get the money with conditions. That's conditionally, not guaranteed. I don't know. Like, with $111 million in in conditional like, incentives, I don't know. I don't
0: know. I don't know. But uh, what I do know is that in college football, Jamar Chase, <laughs> just continuing with these great transitions, but we are moving along to college football. Jamar Chase is a LSU star wide receiver. He played with uh, Joe Burrow last year, the number one pick by the Cincinnati Bengals. And won a national championship with LSU and Barrow, um, but Jamar Chase now is expecting to opt out of the 2020 college football season and declare for the 2021 draft. We've been talking about how some conferences and teams in the college football uh, scene were opting out of the season altogether, but the SEC, the Southeastern Conference, uh, famously is not, and they are playing um, as they would have with interconference games. And LSU was one of those teams, but Jamar Chase, he's basically a guaranteed first round draft pick going into next year. He no longer has a star quarterback throwing to him that's now in the NFL. And uh, he uh, would be playing a college football season in the midst of COVID 19 with no vaccine out yet and smashing up against, you know, cornerbacks and other football players every day. And he's just said, you know what, I'm good. I'm just going to train and exercise privately.
1: Yeah. Um, I disagree that college sports should uh, have a season right now. Um, I almost disagree about professional sports. I mean, the NBA did a really good job with the bubble, really isolating all the team members. And uh, watching hard knocks, like seeing at least how two teams are approaching uh, safety protocols, I can see that it's it looks like it might be okay. Uh, there's like a, a pretty good chance that the NFL won't be canceled and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that these teams have the money and resources to put their guys up in hotels. You know, the rookie guys that don't have the big contracts yet. And a lot of the, the bigger guys, the veterans who do have the money, you know, they're able to isolate in their massive mansions and and keep safety that way. But college sports, I mean, these, these are just college kids. You know, they're living in dorms. They're living in uh, sketchy apartment buildings. And they're probably like, wow. looking at trying to be social.
0: Yeah, they're 18, 18 to 21-year-olds. That is uh, the stupidest ages of uh, any it, adults.
1: It's, it's not as if the universities have the ability to put these guys up in, in hotels away from the general population in the same way like a professional athlete would. And those students don't necessarily have the same incentive because, as we know, they're not getting any money for the most part. Many of them aren't even getting scholarships. So I don't know. It seems strange. Good on him for uh, speaking up and, you know, getting out of there while he can.
0: (laughs) Yeah, good on him for getting himself in this position where he can, and it makes sense to
1: And Um, speaking of people getting themselves into positions, the (laughs) NBA (laughs) is currently in a position where we are getting closer to naming... Uh, I don't know. I, I can't Nash. do these transitions like you can, man. This uh, is,
0: this is the, the one with the great transitions, man. Don't, don't sell yourself short. That was Art and uh, Steve Nash. You know who's
1: not selling himself short? The re-
0: <laughs> Steve Nash was a former point guard artist, you know, in his own way. Um, and Nash just signed a four-year contract to coach the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, the Nets are loaded roster talent-wise once Kevin Durant becomes healthy. He sat out this past season uh, recovering from a uh, leg injury that he suffered a couple years ago while he was with the Golden State Warriors. Absolutely devastating to see him. He was already coming back from an injury and uh, just kind of was biting through the pain to play in the conference finals then. Or sorry, the uh, the finals. And, um And then just immediately within like half an hour or something like that, within one game, just blew out his knee again. So he's been recovering ever since. Or I think actually it was a, what was the exact injury? Can you look that up? Was it like a calf, like muscle separation or something like that? I remember it being like absolutely devastating. Disgusting.
1: It was a ruptured Achilles tendon in his right leg during game five of the finals.
0: That was it. Yeah. And uh, it took him out for the next year. I mean, that was the, like, Playoffs where so many of the Golden State Warriors got injured long term this past season, not only was Kevin Durant sitting, but so was Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. And so this past season in the NBA, aside from COVID-19, was just not what we would have expected it to be because so many those three top 10 players were completely just out for the whole season. Uh, So Kevin Durant's been recovering. Kyrie Irving was the star player on the Nets this past year, and now he should be joined by Kevin Durant going into next year. You'd think that they'd want a very veteran savvy coach leading those two stars, Uh, but instead they're going with a new, brand new to the coaching world guy, um, brand new coach, Steve Nash. He is not new to the NBA, though. He won two MVPs while point guard of the Phoenix Suns and uh, never won an NBA championship, but was a absolute all-star for many many years and had a very solid career with the dallas mavericks and phoenix suns um so we'll see i mean we've had coaches um each you know come in as previous players before steve kerr uh coach of the warriors had a very long playing career and then he was an executive and then went into the coaching world so this is kind of something like that. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Uh, good luck to Steve Nash. Uh. Uh,
1: I guess we could talk about the current standings.
0: Yeah, the bubble. Uh,
1: yeah, so bubble right now. It's a uh, little past noon on September 5th. Uh, game four of the Raptors-Celtics is later this afternoon. Currently, the Boston Celtics lead the Toronto Raptors 2-1. to one. Also later today, the Denver Nuggets are playing the L.A. Clippers. Uh, currently, the Clippers lead that series one to zero. Game four of the uh, Bucks and Heat. Currently, Miami leads the series three to zero. Kind of shocking there. Uh, and yeah. then I mean, game two upset. of the Rockets Lakers is tomorrow. Part of me, the Bucks Heat Rockets Lakers is tomorrow. Houston won the first game of the series, uh, putting them one zero over LA.
0: Excellent. Yeah, I uh, let's go Rockets. You know, I'd love to see that upset happen. Uh, the let's go Cats. Like big, big favorite for this whole thing, um, especially with the Bucks getting absolutely trounced so far by the Heat. I'd say that's the biggest upset we're looking at right now. Seems to speak a lot to. I don't know. It seems like the Heat are in great shape. Seems like all those guys came into the bubble ready to go, took quarantine seriously, and uh, just came in, still NBA fresh, you know. And I, I'm not sure the same could be said for the Bucks right now. But uh,
1: speaking of being fresh, <laughs> oh, I don't know. I got no that.
0: one's no <laughs> more fresh than our uh, Golden Knights, Vegas
1: Golden day, Knights.
0: I think last time we spoke, they were uh, going against the Canucks.
1: They were and- in a, a heated, contested series uh, versus the Canucks. However, they were able to pull it out in game seven to uh, win the series, and now they are playing starting tomorrow at five p.m the is it Dallas?
0: Yeah, the Dallas stars the
1: Dallas stars for the conference finals.
0: that's going to be that's going to be awesome. The other side of the of the you know playoff bracket there. Looks like we still have one second-round matchup underway before the whole second round's finished up as the New York Islanders are playing the Philadelphia Flyers, and they're in a Game 7 with the series tied 3-3 three to three right now. So keep your eyes on that. And uh, otherwise, looks like the Tampa Bay Lightning have advanced to the semifinals and are waiting for the winner of that Islanders-Flyers series to play.
1: Huzzah! Huzzah!
0: Uh, got I just love the playoffs, man. Whether it's the NBA, whether it's the NHL, sports are, sports are happening right now. And, uh, gotta love it. Um, all right. Well, that is our, that's our news for the week, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Um, recommendations. I don't know, TJ, you got anything? Uh,
1: season two of amazon's original series the boys Uh, the first three episodes dropped yesterday if you watch season one of the boys you're gonna enjoy uh the first part of season two it picks up right where it left off it is every bit as dark gory and funny as season one uh without giving away too many spoilers uh there's plenty of heads exploding There's uh, some decapitation, there's some explosions, and a really crazy scene involving a sperm whale's intestines and heart. Uh, So a lot to look forward to in Amazon Season 2, The Boys.
0: Nice. Um, I have been hosting my my younger brother here in Portland the last week or so, and uh, we've been going out to eat quite a bit. I'm trying to show him the food scene around the city. And so, um, you know, it's occupied quite a bit of my time just kind of trying to show them what I can during like the phase one reopening we're still in here in Portland and what there is to do on a limited basis. But I guess uh, my, my recommendation, to anybody listening is go check out your your local food scene, you know, visit some food carts, visit some breweries, uh, you know, I, we went safely, 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 you know, um, only go to places where uh, they're enforcing limited occupancy rules and things like that. Um, but support your your local businesses where you can, and uh, do it with precautions. <laughs> so that's my recommendation to you guys. Um, again, you know, appreciate you all tuning in. This is episode 28. You know, we've been we've made it 28 episodes in here, and we're still going.
1: Here's to 28 more.
0: Gotta love it. All right, Everybody, uh, everybody, thanks for thanks for listening here today, and, and uh, until we until uh, we record next time, keep sweating. Key Sweat.